Wait, it's Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Corey Singer over Zoom video. Corey was born and raised in New Jersey, and he talks about how he got into music. Started off on the trumpet, but always was a singer, really involved in theater, ended up doing a lot of musicals and musical theater. Started learning guitar towards the end of high school. Around that same time, he had the opportunity to sing the national anthem at an event in Atlanta where one of the real housewives of Atlanta was at. He did such a great job that this housewife recommended that he try out for this new reality show that was coming out about singing called The Candy Factory featuring Candy Burris, who famously wrote No Scrubs from TLC and obviously is on The Real Housewives of Atlanta as well. So he tries out for the candy factory, gets on the show, and ends up winning his episode. With winning the episode, they provide a song for him to sing and perform. He was able to look at the music and the chords and kind of then internalize how to write a song. And from there, he's just been writing and writing and writing. He talks about his success on TikTok. He has autism, so we talk about autism quite a bit, and he's a huge advocate for autism and autism awareness. That's really how he got his big boost on TikTok. So he's been releasing a song in the month of March for Autism Awareness Month, and he just released his second one. The first one he released last year was called Someone, with his most recent song kind of the the follow-up to Someone They're around the same time called Break of Dawn. You can watch our interview with Corey Singer on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Corey Singer. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm doing well. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, I appreciate being here and I appreciate you having me. So, uh, of course. Having me. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my name is Adam and this podcast is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk about the new song as well. Awesome. Cool. Uh, I did read and maybe I'm wrong. Are you from New Jersey? Yes, sir. Uh, born, born is that you're born and raised. Okay, tell me about yep. growing up in. Tell me about growing up in Jersey. Um, well, my childhood was weird. Uh, we moved around in you know still in central Jersey, but in different parts of Jersey, like Edison, Woodbridge, and we settled in a nice little town here in New Jersey, which uh, you know just for my own safety, I won't disclose. But uh, sure, I've been here since then, and okay. uh, you know it's. Uh, it's home. You know, mm-hmm. I've been to other states and all that, but this is, this is home. I, I'm used to New Jersey, you know, it's expensive, but you know, <laughs> it's, you know, but you're comfortable there. Yeah. Very cool. I'm a Jersey boy. I just don't have your typical Jersey accent. I say water. Everybody else says water. So. Oh, how did you lose that? You just didn't never got it. Never picked up the Jersey accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess not. No, I guess I, I, I was immune to it. Okay. <laughs> and how did you get into music? Uh, so f- I always had music around me growing up. Uh, 
a memory in particular, you know, when my parents were still together, uh, I would listen. We had these CDs. We had Journey's Greatest Hit Live mm-hmm. and Stevie Wonder's Greatest Hits. And I remember those two. I remember listening to Faith Hill. Uh, I remember listening to uh, Leanne Rhymes and what have you. And so, um, you know, music was always around me. But then when I was in fourth grade, I, I want I got into theater. Something about it just screamed like you need to do a school play. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. I just I wanted to do it and I did it. And I stuck with it. I was the geeky theater kid growing up in school. And then uh, on my uh, senior year of high school, I did this singing competition show called The Candy Factory, which yeah, was yeah, on Bravo TV. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, it, Candy Burris, you know, wrote uh, No Scrubs mm-hmm. for TLC and all that. And there was a winner per episode. I won my episode. And she wrote a song that was unique to us. And I had been playing guitar for a year at that point and that's what planted the seed for songwriting for me because she had a recorded um you know uh vocal of and music of the song that i was supposed to sing mm-hmm. and just the music by itself so i could practice with it but and the lyric sheet and it was just all written out for me and i'm like it's that simple and i just i've been writing ever since so. oh wow so pr- prior to that show you said you had only been playing uh guitar for a year prior to going on the show yeah, I did get like a cheap like electric guitar kit, like an Ibanez electric guitar kit when I was like mm-hmm. 10 years old, but I never played it. But it wasn't okay. until I got into my junior year of high school where I actually had an interest in I'm like, this seems kind of cool. Like, so I want to do, you know, something in conjunction with that mm-hmm. and with the theater. And so I took a guitar class and I just kind of stuck with me and started broadening my because I just listened to Broadway stuff up to that point. Mm-hmm. I started listening to more like Neil Young. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, ACDC, uh, the Eagles, the Beatles. I really got into the Beatles at that point. Ed Sheeran, what have you. I just like started broadening out my musical sense. And I was getting really into Dave Matthews at that point. So it's like. Ah, it all kind of uh, came together at that point. Yes. Everything For came sure. together. So that's, wow. that's my, uh, what got me into music. So. Okay. So, well, uh, to, to talk for a second here about the the theater you so you basically were in what like plays and then also musical theater and were you in chorus yeah. or anything like that like were you basically focusing on that aspect of you know the music industry so to speak for a long time so one thing i don't really talk about i before being a singer i played trumpet oh and uh, i stopped playing because while playing trumpet i got braces and i was you know, I had to get used to playing like that, which was painful. Then I got the braces oh, yeah. off and I had to relearn. I was just like, I give up. I didn't even enjoy it. But I was doing musicals at that point. I grew up doing musical theater and straight plays. Well, how long? Uh, sorry, real quick on the, on the, I'm just curious now about the trumpet. When did you start playing trumpet? And when I was did you third stop? Grade. Oh, wow. Third grade. My last year was freshman year. So you played it for a while then. Yeah, I just had enough. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't enjoy it all that much. I just, you know, um, you know, at least but, you had the ear. You probably could read music at that point too, right? A little bit. Like I'm, I've been learning, teaching myself piano. I'm, I'm four months in now, and I'm like, so it, it's helped me mm-hmm. in learning piano. So that's awesome. Really like, oh yeah, that's an E. That's an A. That's an F sharps. It's like sure, okay, that, that's helped. But the trumpet, I never talked about the trumpet actually. But uh, I never took care of that trumpet either. I've gone through <laughs> actually a couple of trumpets. So do you have a uh, trumpet still? No. 
Uh, you could, I was going to say you should break it out on TikTok and just, just bust out a few songs on the trumpet. Maybe it might not sound, sound so good. Anymore, but, uh, <laughs> it's awesome though. What a cool thing that, yeah, that no one really knows about you. I think that's yeah. awesome. I never so you, talked about that. So thank you for getting that out of me. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> so trumpet and obviously the, the musical theater and were you also doing like drama acting in theater as well or yeah. like everything? Uh, so yeah, so I was like in like I said, growing up in school, middle school, we only had did plays, never did musicals. But mm. my time, we had this summer drama program where we did musicals, and so each year I just got better and better and better. It wasn't until my freshman year of high school where we did the musical cabaret, people started to notice that like, oh, this dude could sing, and because uh, I've always been able to sing, I just never had a great opportunity to show that off. And when, that was my when time. did you realize you could sing? Like just around when the was, house you could you just knew you had pretty good pitch yeah so we're watching my mom tells this story all the time we're watching the kennedy center honors i don't know if you've ever uh watched those Mm-mm. amazing thing to do once you're at the kennedy center they honor five people in the entertainment industry whether it be like a musician a singer actor dancer opera oh, singer cool. whatever they pick five people sometimes they'll do a band amongst the five groups mm-hmm. and um there was this woman who is an operatic singer and they have people perform their stuff for them and this woman was singing opera and i was just kind of going along with it and my mom thought it was a tv and but was like me i was like oh i could do it so wow and uh yeah so that's how i found out i could sing i just always sang and i grew up li- watching greece and west side story the music man those mm-hmm. all had a very the music man i always had the music man on uh, those all had a very profound effect on me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah, and then, yeah, that's kind of where, talk. yeah, okay. And then when was your? You said you did cabaret, and that was in middle school still, or that didn't you didn't start high doing high school? Okay, so high school is when you started doing actual musical theater. Oh no, sorry, I'm. This is getting confusing now. I started doing musical theater because like the summer drama program. Oh, uh, got you. Okay. Yeah, that's what started it. The very first actual real musical, I was 12 years old. We did How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying as a TV announcer. And so, uh, you know, just every summer I was always doing a musical. Got you. Okay. Now now I'm clarified. Yeah, sorry. I was confused. Um, My my apologies. I'm sorry for confusing you. No, 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 no. It's my, I just wasn't following along. Um, So that's awesome. So when you get into high school, you said... You were what junior when you started learning guitar and you just were into Dave Matthews and those type of bands. And that's kind of what sparked the interest to learn how to play. No, I just started playing because I wanted to be able to accompany myself in playing theater tunes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I I was like, I just wanted to get more into it and learn more. And it became an obsession for me. And uh, I've been playing ever since. I'm not like a shredder or anything. I'm more like I write, melodies so i could you know write songs sure sure okay so when how do you get involved in this uh show on bravo like how did that even happen so i i sang the national anthem at this uh event in atlanta georgia which is where the the show took place right and one of the real housewives was there real quick to rewind a half a second there what was like how did you get the gig singing in uh atlanta i mean that's not in your state right i mean you're in jersey you get this gig in atlanta like how does that happen my mom used to be an event planner 
And she did okay. this nationwide thing where people would do like indoor cycling for like this charity. I forgot what it was, mm-hmm. but uh, they invited Phaedra Parks out, who was on the Real Housewives of Atlanta at that point as a celebrity guest. Okay. And I sang the national anthem at the event. And, you know, she said, hey, you should do the candy factory. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, if my friend Candy, she's doing this new show. And uh, I was like, okay. So there was like a, a process of doing like video auditions and all that, sending them stuff. And I got into the show. What um, were your auditions? Do you remember? Yes. So I had to do a 10 minute video talking about myself. 10 about- minutes? Yeah, and I had to audition with a song. I did two songs actually. Um, did that count? Did it, well, and does that count towards the ten minutes? Yes. Or is it additional? Uh, no, the, they needed a song to hear if I had any kind of vocal chops whatsoever. Uh-huh. I talked about myself. I'm the theater kid and how I'm autistic and all that. Mm-hmm. I have autism. And yeah, I, my, I talk- both of my boys are on the spectrum. I think that's oh, nice. that's incredible what you're doing for the community. Oh, thank you. And I, I talked about that and cause like, they're like, Oh, we need a story about you, you know? Cause like all those shows, they need some sort of sort of sob story, what have you, but I didn't look well, at it. Need, at, yeah. A story yeah. to, to, to kind of push the, yeah. Right. Yeah, I got you. It Sorry, wasn't go so much. It wasn't a sob story for me. It was just right. like, Oh, it's just this thing I, that I deal with, but I do theater and all that. And I sang a, a song from a musical called La Cajal Fall. And the song was, I am what I am. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love that. Yeah, and I sang a Neil Young song. Oh, rad. What Neil Young song? Needle and the Damage Done. So I, I sang <laughs> a very positive, like, you know, like uplifting song. And right. I go right to right to that song. That's and I did awesome. that to show off my guitar skills at that point. So, okay. And I, I got on the show and I had to take a week off from school. I told the principal about it, but I couldn't tell any of my teachers anything like that. I couldn't go into, but the principal and the board, you know, we, we kept them in the loop and let them know, okay, so I'm doing this TV show. It, it's all secretive. I've signed NDAs and we got to go ahead with Bravo to talk to them about it. Cause I was still a senior in high school. Right. And uh, wow. I, had to take a, I had to take a week off from, from school to go down to Atlanta to film it. And uh, <laughs> so uh, when I came back, I was like, Corey, you're alive. I'm like, yeah, I, I had the flu. And oh, then you just had to make something up because you weren't yeah. obviously you weren't allowed to say you're on the television show or there exactly. probably even was a television show at this point. Exactly. And then what happened a couple months later, I actually did get the flu. I was up for another <laughs> week and they were like, yo, you had the flu again. I'm like, I know it's weird. Oh, so the show hadn't aired yet still. No, it didn't. It didn't air until spring of 2013. Thir- yeah 2013 that's when i graduated so it's 2013 okay so you when did you shoot it was it like in the fall or something no so we shot it in spring no not spring uh winter december of uh of 2023 2012. oh 2012 wow so it didn't come yeah, out for was, like a year yeah well i was i think uh one of the last three episodes to air of that uh-huh. show so uh, we filmed it. It was just a week long process. It was a, it was a, it was an experience. What was it Every, like? Yeah. Being a part of that. It was interesting. So it was my first time traveling anywhere by myself. And uh, I, I landed in, uh, in Nash and not Nashville, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got off of work. So uh, it's <laughs> no uh, all good. I'm in Nashville. So it's all good. Oh, <laughs> nice. 
So I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and a couple of the people, the producers picked me up. Uh-huh. And, you know, I said, oh, you know, I'm a little nervous being by myself. And they were worried because, you know, society is like, oh, my God, this autistic guy, he's so worried about being by himself. And they're like, listen, do you think, uh, you know, talk to my mom, like, without my knowledge. And they're like, do you want, you know, do you want to come down and help my mom? I was like, he's got this. If he's uncomfortable, he will let you guys know. Like, he's like, it was a learning yeah. process for them. But, you know, there was like putting the makeup on all the time. There was like a film crew ready. Goes okay, you can enter now. And it's like everything was already kind of set in place, and to when you enter, when you leave. Uh-huh. Um, did you like? Did you like that, or was that kind of like, you know, not? It was weird. Your, not your cup of tea. It was interesting. I would never want to be on a reality show on my own, just because there would be a lack of privacy. Sure. And you know, so like this is just like an experience for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have a mic pack on you, and there was a lot of waiting like you know yeah this, just sitting around waiting for something to happen yeah you're just sitting around go okay now you can go you know film your part you know there there were some fun days like makeover day that was a fun day that made me over and oh uh, cool that, yeah and uh what was cool is that they put me and the other contestant in a five-star hotel had a like little studio apartment to myself and they're asking hey you want anything i'm like i can use some diet coke and some sicilian pizza they got me a, <laughs> a 12 pack of diet coke and a whole pie of sicilian pizza so that's awesome was, that's the, worth the, it yeah the experience was really cool though okay like you know it, i uh you know i'm thankful for it and it's like a cool story in my life but uh you know like i've, I've grown a lot since then mm-hmm. as an artist but that's what kind of started it for sure. me so. well i mean winning the contest like that's huge oh yeah that that is huge and it was weird because i started getting noticed in school like i was known as the singer but then people were like oh you're actually on tv and i was almost oh. like a celeb like uh, a little celebrity it was it was an interesting experience like it felt like i mattered <laughs> like uh well, yeah, right. Like so what happens at your school? Like when the show comes out, it, then people are just like, wait, when were you on a TV show? Like, what was that? Like, you obviously weren't allowed people, to talk about it. Yeah. Like I had to keep it a secret. And they're like, dude, how are you? How do you keep it a secret? I was like, oh, I signed an NDA where they said, like, if I said anything about it, they could sue me for up to a million dollars. That'll keep you quiet. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like give me, give me a seven digit number. Like you're good. So, um, but I, I am very uh thankful for the experience it's it's a cool experience like the stories mm-hmm. that came out of that and then i got to see everybody else who i never got to meet that filmed their episodes and see what they went through so mm-hmm. it was because i only knew me and the one the other person right yeah, it was just the Kristen. you you guys went up against each other essentially yeah. right yeah Kristen okay. was her name and uh you know very nice girl very lovely That's uh, so she cool. just had a kid so oh wow you still keep in touch Kind of, sort of, like we we see each other on Facebook once in a while, but like that was like we never really talked. But she had like an online baby shower during COVID. Oh, interesting! I was like, oh, I'll show up, and she was excited to see me, so that was cool. That's awesome. That's rad. Okay, and then so from that show, like, do you end up going to like? Is that just when you realize? Okay, you said you, you that's when you started writing songs. Was kind of around that same time, right? I mean, you saw the song that had been written that you're supposed to sing as the winner, and then it's you know, I could do this too. Is that where it kind of, that's where it started? I started writing while we were filming. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I had my guitar and I was in my, uh, that little like nice studio apartment and I just started writing then. Like I was practicing my song that I had to win, but I was also 
that that's what started. And I just kept going and going and going and going. And I just haven't stopped. So what was the first song that you ended up like showing to somebody and releasing or uh, was, was it like, tell me about release or not releasing, but coming to somebody and saying, Hey, I wrote this song that's, you know, that's all your, you wrote it. Right. Is it, was that a vulnerable time? It was a very, uh, it was, you know, when you first start and all that, you think like it's the greatest thing ever. But now looking back, uh, I don't even remember. Um, but like, I always had a ear, like eye for lyrics and the ear for melody. And mm-hmm. I think that's where the theater kind of came in and helped me out. So, uh, I was still learning to structure a song. It took me about eight, like five years to start writing as good as I do now. Mm-hmm. So, but there's one song I wrote called Rico or okay. because of Rico and that's one of the earliest ones I remember where I thought like, okay, I actually have somewhat of a decent song. Uh-huh. And, uh, I wrote it based off of my neighbor, but I changed the person's name to my aunt's dog, Rico. So, <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. awesome. So I just, um, and it, it, the process of, you know, for songwriting is weird, especially when you're trying to do original stuff. Cause you, you're, you copy everybody else at first. Mm-hmm. But then you slowly kind of find your own thing. And so I, I think I'm at that point where I'm kind of found my own thing. Found your own thing. I like that. And with like, when did the TikTok, like when did this following start on social media that you have? I mean, you have a massive presence on social media. So my label was uh, like, oh, you need to start a TikTok. And I was like, no, you know, it's like, it, I felt like it was just a fad at that point. It's like, I don't want to do anything. This is like another it's another what was that one um app that was kind of like that musically no not musically um that's what became tiktok vine yeah vine Vine. oh yeah yeah vine okay yeah i felt like it's just another vine is gonna go away in another couple years and you know i didn't do too much music on it i just tried to be funny you know let Mm -hmm. my personality shine with with a little bit of success but then (laughs) i made a joke one day about being autistic and that video blew up i was like Okay, I might have something for myself because I tried music a couple times. It didn't go anywhere, but that one autism video, just because I was trying to be funny, I was trying to be an autism advocate. I was diagnosed at four, uh, and I'm I was twenty five when uh, that started. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, like you know, I'm, I might have something here. And I posted another one. The video did well. Another one. Another one. I've just it became an autism advocacy uh, page and. At, totally by accident and that's so it, awesome though it's like yeah. was that a vulnerable move i mean were you obviously you you did that for the audition tape that you sent for the the candy factory show and then you well, did that, it on tiktok i mean was was were you i don't know was that a, a worrisome thing to do or i mean obviously it was vulnerable well for the longest time after the candy factory i i, I got this thing like i don't want to make it because i'm autistic and all that i make it like some mm-hmm. sort of story like oh look what he did because he's autistic i try to hide it and i became somewhat ashamed of my autism mm-hmm. but talking about it on tiktok what i think was even more vulnerable and sure like you know seeing the response i got i was like do i want to go down this route because there was actually a point in time where i thought i cured my own autism and i was i was wrong and i was masking heavily which uh, was bad for me and my mental health and TikTok mm-hmm. actually helped me with that and opening up more and doing more research on autism so I could talk about it more and I learned more about myself 
at 25 than I did from any doctor or neurologist growing up. And it's like, oh my God. Like, so wow. this explains so much and it's helping me. And I want, I need to put this information out there on TikTok because I, I wish there was someone like me when I was a child that I could look to like when I was growing up to help me explain why I am the way I am. Yeah. Because, you know, back then when I was, you know, I'm 27 now. I was going to say, was, there probably wasn't a lot of stuff out about it, right? No, YouTube, like, didn't even happen when I was 10. Right. And, you know, it's like, you know, there at first, it's just a place where people posted weird, funny videos. And now YouTube has become this big, massive thing. And TikTok is a byproduct of that. But there weren't people like me posting about it. And now there's a lot of people like me talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wish there was someone like that for me, you know, out there. And so I'm, I'm glad that's what, you know, I, I wish my music did better on my page, but I'm doing well in my music where I'm, I'm actually very happy, but I'm also happy. Uh, the rewarding aspect of the, what my TikTok page has become is the feedback I get from people, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the nice messages, you know, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying like, this literally like it changed right. my life and, help me out saying like my videos are helping other people out and it's helping me out internally. It's like, it was, it, it's, it's awesome. So, and, and it, at first I felt like it's such a vulnerable thing to talk about, but mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be it, mm-hmm. like, and I, I just discovered that it's like, it really shouldn't be a, a vulnerable thing. It, it, it's part of who I am, like how a blind person, they can't help being blind. A deaf person can't help being deaf. I mm-hmm. can't help being autistic. So right. it's just, you know, there's I love nothing. that. I really yeah. do. Because I, like I said, I've two of my boys, both of my boys are on the spectrum and the, for them to have, cause I'm 37 and growing up, it wasn't something autism wasn't something that was really talked about. I mean, there very few, I mean, there was, it wasn't as more, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't as known as it is now in that sense of more people are more aware of what it is and what, what, what's going on. And like, with my kids now they have somebody like you to look up to it to or to go to and and hear what you have to say and 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 things that you're going through with it whereas you like you said you didn't have that person at the time yeah and like that's i think like your kids you know have like a great advantage with that like with youtube and tiktok mm-hmm. and you know the more of us who use our voices to talk about our perspective on what it's really like as opposed to some doctor who studied it in a school Right. Like, I think we're going to get like better, you know, results and in, in outcomes because of it. I completely agree. And I love the fact that you, you've put out your two, two of your songs on, you know, during autism, autism awareness month. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Um, so talk to me about the, the first one you did. And then obviously the new one called uh, break of dawn. Yeah. So someone, the first one is actually the song, one of the songs I'm the most proud of. Um, it's one of those songs like, cause I've been writing, I started writing good songs before then, but mm-hmm. when I wrote that song, it's like, it wrote itself. I came up with the, the first line of the song, like, I'm all alone, just a face among the crowd right before I went to bed. And then I woke up, I got right to it and I wrote it based off my autism. I wrote it during the start of COVID. It, it was oh, an amalgamation. Yeah. It was an amalgamation of being autistic and what it's like when no one understands you and mm-hmm. just being alone. Like I was already, you know, not entirely lonely because I have friends and people that, you know, I love, but like, just like on a, like 
affectionate level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And just being alone and closed off from everyone during COVID, I think is also what kind of helped me write that song. And I wrote it. It was just one of those songs that just wrote itself. I didn't have to think that much about it. I was just very honest in the presentation of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is when my TikTok was still growing. I was at 96,000 followers when I released that it's song. still huge though, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, now I'm almost at a half a million, but like back then, like <laughs> just, <laughs> just a little humble brag moment. But, yeah, uh, I would too, yeah. if I had for it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> just, you know, half a million, whatever. I love that. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it just did, um, it did really, you know, the song that did the best because it, it resonated with so many people. Mm-hmm. I told my fan base, like, listen, like I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. It's the first time I'm releasing my song. I've wrote this also for you guys too, which is true. And they all related to it and mm-hmm. it, it, it did well. And break of dawn is kind of a spiritual sequel to that song. So I actually wrote that with somebody. Oh, um, really? So they're from the same time period. Around that time, yeah. Like okay. she was actually one of my followers on TikTok and she says, Hey, I'm also a songwriter. We should clap. And uh, we FaceTime because she's in England. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had that melody that I was making for uh, Break of Dawn, but I already wrote it for a different song, which is like a funk type song. I didn't yeah. like that song, but the melody kind of stuck with me. And uh, we were both like, we were kind of flirting with each other a little bit and it kind of turned into like a little back and forth of like, you know, like flirting with a song. We okay. originally wrote it as a duet, but we, you know, figured like we'll just turn it into a one person song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's um, like someone is about trying to find someone break of dawn is finding that someone. Is you found that someone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow that's and this is someone that you had met on over tiktok and that helped you co-write the song and probably about that person as well or about the both of you yeah kind of sort of like you know we, we you know didn't talk that much after that but mm-hmm. uh you know it's like you know we wrote something very cool together and you know it's like hey you know you're gonna get writing credit on all this so right uh, you know i'm you know happy with the song so mm-hmm. That's incredible. And with uh, you, you've been releasing it like, you know, a year apart now. So you did it during Autism Awareness Month for the first the first song and then this new one. Um, that, I mean, that's amazing. Is that like, obviously, was that like what made you decide to do that? Like you had the song and then it, what the first one was someone did really well on the first time around. And you're like, well, let's just keep this next one and wait until the following March. Uh, well, yeah, because we're trying to find the because it was really a spiritual successor and at the time mm-hmm. I, I had a girlfriend so it was like you know we had come full circle where we've since broken up unfortunately uh, okay but you know like i'm you know because it was a spiritual successor to someone it felt appropriate to release it during the month of you know autism awareness month yeah i love that and uh, i would imagine you have other songs that you've written and and in sense, right? Like since those two. Oh yeah, I've, I've, I'm always writing. Like, okay. I carry I carry a little notepad with me. Like if I hear something, I like write down like ideas for a lyric or song, and like go write it later on when I get the chance. Oh so, wow! So yeah, do you have I'm, just have a stack ready to go of songs? Yes. 
oh yeah like i just like i have all these songs and all these work tapes it's just i go to my producer my pr firm i'm like okay i have all these songs let's excuse me because the studio is like it's expensive I was right, like, let's pick out two to record like out of all these break it down just happened to be one of them and i explained to them I'm like okay perfect we're releasing during then and you know i got another song coming out soon which you know that'll that's a whole different animal but uh you know we uh just i i have so many right now and there's more adding on to that so you know it's like i have a selection okay out of all these which ones do you guys mm-hmm. think because i'm i I, you guys could be hearing something that I'm not. So. Right, right, right. That's so cool, though. That's so cool. So, um, the the next one you release won't we won't have to wait a whole year, will we? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. Um, well, thank you so much, Corey, for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you uh, so much for having me, and I, I wish uh, you and your two sons the best. Thank you. I'm. I've uh, shared one of my sons is older. He's 14. You just turned 14. Uh, I've shared his t- your TikTok with him. And that's I think that's so cool because he's always on that app. Uh, my other one is only six, so he doesn't have TikTok quite yet. But <laughs> I'm always on, I'm always on that app too. It's it's easy to get lost. Well, that's what he app, says. Especially when you get some, we have something to do, and you just keep scrolling and scrolling through all these fun videos. Like oh, an hour passes by. <laughs> oh sure, sure. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much, Corey. I have one more question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes, I do. Uh, so for any aspiring artist, it's going to take, it, it's a lot of sacrifice. If you, if you're serious about it. a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of effort on your part, because nothing happens overnight. You got to go into it 1000% and you got to be serious about it. Cause it's, if you want this to be your life, it is your life. It's all or nothing, but you got to love it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's, and but at the core of it all you have to have passion and desire